When you subscribe to Bloomberg, you will get more than news. You will get inspiration to feed your ambition. You will put a woman on Mars. You will refreeze the ice caps. You will be the first chief crypto officer. You will power change and redefine the future. But before you invent, pioneer, disrupt. Before you change the world, Bloomberg. Discover more at Bloomberg.com slash you will. Congressman Josh Gottheimer is serving his third term in the U.S. House of Representatives. He represents uh, parts of North Jersey. Congressman, welcome back to New Jersey Globe Power Hour. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me back. Well, thank you. And, and Congressman, you you have introduced legislation uh, that would would call for the U.S. to stop importing oil and gas from Russia. Tell me about your bill. Uh, it's called the Ban Russian Energy Imports Act. Uh, in the House, Brian Fitzpatrick, who's a Republican in Pennsylvania, the two of us are doing it together, along with uh, Senator Manchin and Senator Murkowski in the Senate. We announced it yesterday. Uh, it hits Putin where it hurts uh, on, his, on revenue Russia gets uh, from from selling Russian oil to the United States. So this bans it, uh, importing Russian crude oil, petroleum, uh, LNG, coal. And uh, it's one of these things where we're working with both houses, the House and the Senate, to get it done. And Congressman Malinowski, one of your one of your colleagues, uh, he said he supports a, a ban on importing oil, but said it's it's mostly symbolic that that what will happen is other countries will will just go buy buy that oil that it won't cost Putin a, a penny. Is that is that accurate? Well, I don't think I agree with that. I think it sends a very very strong signal to the global community uh, that Russia will get uh, zero business from the United States. And the United States imports an average of about 670,000 barrels of oil a day. Uh, and this really will uh, hurt them strongly by going after what they sell to us. Congressman, you've spent most of this week in Washington. Everybody's talking about the Russian invasion of Ukraine. What do you... What are you hearing? What are what, what should people know about what's going on? So it's a, I think, a heart-wrenching period for the world and those of us who love democracy. And what I'm hearing both at home and I was in Teaneck last night uh, at a vigil. We were talking and praying for Ukrainians. Uh, you know, this is these coming weeks are going to be increasingly difficult, um, and we see that. The Russians continue to batter the Ukrainians. Um, I, I mean, but the heroic nature of of the people there are just remarkable. I think I'm sure you'd agree, David. It's just how they've all picked up arms and are fighting back and standing strong against Putin uh, and his autocratic uh, approach to uh, to the region. And so um, we've seen the allies come together in NATO and beyond NATO in a way. That we've never seen before. And um, obviously NATO countries, including the United States, arming the Ukrainians with missile supplies, aid, uh, very aggressive, tough economic sanctions. Uh, we heard the commander in chief talk about this week and, and, and continuing to increase those sanctions. But but these are very tough times. And I'm speaking with Congressman Got Josh Gottheimer of New Jersey. Congressman, you were on the floor of the House when President Biden delivered his State of the Union address this week. What were 
What were your takeaways? How did he do? And and did he did he come out of that stronger than when he went in? I definitely think so. Uh, you know, and and what was really felt in the chamber, in the House chamber, was a great sense of unity. Um, one. Obviously, the country coming together in support of Ukraine, and you could feel in the hall the first third of the president's speech talking about how we were standing up and supporting democracy, standing with our NATO allies, um, uh, and against Russian aggression. Second, um, you saw people without masks on, and which I think was symbolically very important, but also a showing that we are coming out of the height of the pandemic uh, and kids getting back to school and staying in school, businesses back to work, um, and us hopefully back to uh, getting close to, uh, to living a normal life. And the third thing I thought was really important that the president talked about was just costs and addressing what people are experiencing, whether that's higher prescription drug prices or groceries or gas prices, utility prices, and and, and helping folks uh, through this and, and what we're doing to tackle those. And, of course, you saw great unity around um, the importance of funding law enforcement and standing up to crime instead of defunding and making sure we enforce the laws on the books. Um, uh, you know, the, the president covered a lot of other issue areas like his unity agenda, which is around mental health and standing by our veterans and our heroes and uh, mental health issues and fighting opioids which I, I thought you saw a lot of agreement on, um, and, of course, celebrating the infrastructure, the bipartisan infrastructure bill uh, that I was very proud to play a role in that passed and was signed into law at the end of last year and getting, getting those shovels in the ground into work. So I thought there were a lot of areas where we could come together, and I, I, for me at this moment, it's just so important that Democrats and Republicans stand together, put country ahead of party, uh, and fight for the things that are important to families. And one of the things that you have been working on almost since you got to Congress was was the restoration of the SALT deduction. Uh, where does that stand now? It's a great question. You know, and I obviously working with uh, senators like Joe Manchin and Kirsten Sinema and others about fighting to get that done. You know, we were able to pass out of the House uh, a piece of legislation at the end of last year um, as you know, that was focused on um, getting SALT restored, uh, and, it, and it, it, if the Senate addresses it, 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 it will, um, and getting that tax cut for families in northern New Jersey that we need and being able to deduct our, our property taxes and state taxes, which I think are so important to get that tax relates to families, um, you know, that piece of legislation is, is stalled. I, I, in the Senate, I think now the key is, is there another piece of legislation that we can get done? And, and Senator Manchin started to talk about another option, um, but I haven't seen all the specifics yet. I have stressed to the senator the importance of, of if there's any changes to the tax code uh, that affect families in my district, that we it must include restoring the state and local tax auction or SALT and giving those tax cuts to people and standing up to the moocher states and, and those uh, red states, which stuck it to us a couple of years ago, uh, which really affected our families and small businesses. If this were, uh, if this were the old Groucho uh, Marx, you bet your life, the, you know, the, the chicken would come down. I, you, I got you to say moocher without, without prompting you. So. <laughs> 
uh, or, you know, that's who stuck it to us, man. Yeah. Well, you know, that's that 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 seems you know, a bipartisan view in New Jersey is that New Jersey doesn't doesn't get its its fair share. And I'm, I'm speaking with Congressman Josh Gottheimer. One, something I heard Governor Murphy say uh, on Friday uh was that New Jersey is about 3% of the country and is therefore entitled to about 3% of everything. Would you, would you take Phil Murphy's 3% deal? I have, to, I have to run the numbers on that. Um, all I know is, to put this in a way that I would understand here, is that if you look at places like Mississippi, right, where they pay $550 in property taxes a year, and you go to Bergen County, and obviously I think our taxes are too high and should be cut, but the median property tax is around $15,000, right? That means comparing what Mississippi pays and giving the same deal to New Jersey makes no sense. And this is about relief for middle-class families here and to stop people from leaving our state. You know, we need everyone to stay in Jersey. It's, uh, we all love Jersey. Obviously, it's got so much to offer. I mean – Best law enforcement, best, obviously, communities, beautiful, great schools. Um, but, you know, we need to make life more affordable. And if we restore salt, you're talking about, uh, you know, an electrician and a teacher. They're making more than $250,000 a year. Um, the, restoring salt will give them more than $3,500 back in their pockets where it belongs. And, and to me right now, whether we're addressing supply chain issues and getting more things made in the USA, more domestic manufacturing, fighting China and making sure we build more uh, chips, microchips back here in the United States that are our phones and our cars, any of these things to get costs down and make life more affordable. You know, I've got this whole affordability agenda, but anything to make life more affordable to me is what we should be focused on. And I was glad the president talked about this week. Um, but the bottom line is we've got to do more. And you are, I mean, Congressman, you are, as, as, as you know, far better than I do. You're in a you're in a tough district. Your district got, I think, a little bit better in redistricting, but but by no means a safe Democratic seat. Uh, how concerned are you about the national political environment on your own reelection chances? You've got you've got three Republicans looking to, to take you out this year. Um. You know, frankly, I think what, at the end of the day, voters decide on is, are you fighting and doing a good job for them? And that should be my report card. And, you know, I don't work for the National Democratic Party. I work for the 5th District for folks here. And that's why I work with Democrats and Republicans and co-chair the Problem Solvers Caucus and, and work every day with anybody if it's good for Jersey. And so whether I'm fighting to get firefighters grants claw more money back from the federal government back to Jersey. And, you know, we're up 112% since I got elected in terms of what we're getting back for our firefighters and law enforcement and our communities. To me, that's what people should judge us on. Are we getting more broadband back and resources? Are we fixing our roads and our bridges? Get money for the gateway tunnel, which we're getting, which we got and we're getting done uh, and we'll get, get built. Are we getting, are we cleaning the drinking water for our kids, which we've got resources for, you know, and, and, and those are the kinds of things people should judge us on and decide if we should keep working for them. And, and that's what we'll ultimately have to make the case for. But, but, but that's, that's what I'm focused on, Dave. 
and Congressman Josh Gottheimer, we're, I mean, just before we run out of time, I, I, I'm going to ask you the same question I seem to be asking everybody that comes on this show uh, lately. I, I read in the Bergen record that yes, you might be I, eyeing I read, your, I read your news all the time. Yeah, I mean, but this was, the Ber- this was the Bergen record. This was uh, Josh Gottheimer for governor 2025, not, not you know, not uh, – uh, I'm not, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure where they're going on that, but but is that something you're you're going to consider? Uh, I, I'm focused, and David, I know you've been around politics a long time. I'm focused on one thing: doing a good job for the fifth district. Uh, you know, and uh, I got an election ahead of me here, and uh, I'm going to focus on that. And you know, the future is the future. Right now, all I'm focused on is is fighting for the people I work for, and that includes Democrats and Republicans. So that's my job. Fair enough. Let me let me ask you one one last question. Major League Baseball. I know I know we're both sports fans. Uh, are we going to see a baseball game soon, and should and should Congress get involved in this? Well, the worst thing for the country would be uh, when when the masks are coming off and people going back to life if there wasn't any baseball. So we better they better figure this out. Uh, you know, I generally think uh, that the teams should work with themselves to work through this. If they need someone to help sit at the table with them, you know, hey, I, I love trying to help some people solve problems. So if they want me to come help, I'm happy, I'm happy to, too. Uh, you know, I'm going to be with the Yankees on this one. Um, uh, uh, so if it's between the Yankees and the Mets, you know, where I'm going to come out. Um, but, but the bottom line is, you know, we've got to play ball. Well, you, hear, you heard it here, everybody. Congressman Josh Gottheimer says that he will help uh, mediate a, a bipartisan uh, – fix to uh to what's going on with major league baseball so congressman thank you so much for coming on thanks man it's good to see you i appreciate it and i will be this uh, i'll be right back with paul sarlo the chairman of the senate budget and appropriations committee this is david wildstein and you are listening to the new jersey globe power hour on talk radio 77 wabc <laughs>